Hello and welcome to another episode of Melissa Lim Lawcast. I'm your host, Douglas Go. In the following month, I will be taking over Melissa Lim Lawcast and launch a new series entitled Unlock Your Employment Rights, where I feature Ms. Rachel Tan, an employment lawyer from Masters Diamond Simulingen and Partners, to discuss important employment issues today and explain how the law is responding and most importantly, what needs to be on your radar. A huge thank you to Collapse Co-working Space Malaysia for giving us this wonderful room to record our podcast. Sounds exciting? Let's get into it. Hi, Rachel. Um, it has been like a week I last spoke to you. How, how was your work last week? My work was good. I'm so busy, but I still make time for you. Oh, thanks very much. Um, so for today's podcast, we're going to discuss on like um, overtime issues. And I do think this is quite a relevant issue right now because um, when everyone returns to work, um, a lot of uh, backlogs, a lot of tasks that needs to be updated. And I occasionally, I think employees are mostly required to work overtime. So um, perhaps like to start with this podcast, um, do you want to like, explain the definition of overtime in general? Well, overtime is basically work on top of your additional hours that you are uh, uh, supposed to work. So normally, uh, under the Employment Act, you are to work eight hours uh, regular. You may work nine hours if in the event that you your company has less than six days of work. So it's 48 hours a week over six days. Yeah. But if you're a five-day working uh, company, you can add an additional hour to your working hour. So basically, Monday to Friday can be a nine-hour regular pay. And exceeding those hours, you're allowed to do overtime. It's called overtime. Yeah. yeah um, I, I, I just like have, have an issue. If let's say that's a situation where um, the employee voluntarily work overtime, does that count as overtime though? Well, the thing is about overtime, overtime cannot be a voluntary thing. It has to be requested by your employer and your employer must give consent for you to do overtime. So when an employee were to do an overtime before that, before they could start, they should actually ask their boss permission because it's not a as of right. You're yeah. only required to do because your company requires you to do so. Alternatively, you should show why you require to do the overtime. Then you get an approval. Otherwise, by you staying back half an hour just to finish up something yeah. without permission, I don't think a company should allow that as an overtime if they don't approve. So overtime has to be approved and allowed by the company. Yeah, um, Richard, this might be a silly question. If let's say an employee comes to you and explain the reason hey, um, this work requires me to work another additional hours. Um, how should an employer, you know, approach with that situation? Um, to approach that situation is simple. You just have to ask the employee to about what they need, uh, to why they need that additional time, show what is required from the work. I think everybody at this current point has something called a work task, uh, work sheet. Depending on how your organization works, you are only required to do overtime if you can prove that you cannot finish a certain work. But again, overtime is usually applicable for people who are under Employment Act. Hmm. If you are above Employment Act and you know 
like the rest of us who are executives. Yeah, like, I guess like lawyers, professionals. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> professionals, you may not have the ability to claim an overtime benefit. Basically, you have to work overtime, but no money. Yeah, it can happen. It can happen in situations like that where you are supposed to work till midnight, but there's no additional payment because your job is only basically have to finish off the task. You are yes. paid to finish off tasks. So if you're earning above two thousand, you may not be able to claim the overtime benefit, but you may still have to do overtime. Yeah. So in in your opinion, um, what do you think? Like you know, like as for example, lawyers, professionals, auditors, they can't claim overtime, but they they are still required to work, like you know, burn the midnight oil to just like complete a task. Um, how how how? In your advice, how would you ensure that employees wouldn't wouldn't abuse them? Uh, <laughs> Melissa, you want to add on to that? Uh, what was it again? Um, you know, like for example, like lawyers, professionals, auditors, um, yeah, they can't claim overtime benefits, but you know, they usually burn a midnight oil to just finish a submission or you know, finish like the hearing preparation. Um, how how would you ensure like? Law firms or maybe employers will not abuse their associates or pupils. <laughs> oh, for lawyers to not abuse their um pupils, uh, well, I think that all employers, uh, I mean, all companies and law firms, they do have their own SOP and their own procedure on how to delegate files and how to um ensure that everybody has like their own job scopes. So I think first of all, the employers have to know that have to. First of all, be able to identify talents to know um what uh each talent is capable of, and how much um to give each person, and then as a employee, you will also need to be able to speak up about what you have on your table right at the time or on your what you have on your plate at the time. So be honest about what you have, and then at the same time also balance um. What you think um you are providing to the company as well to your law firm as well, especially for lawyers, because for us we are providing a service, you know, and we obviously as a pupil and as a junior lawyer, you will want to learn as much as possible as well. Yeah. So I think the balance in that, you know, and uh, in what you think you are gaining, mm. um, instead of money, <laughs> what you think you are gaining instead of money, and also what um and where is your limit, where to draw the line, and then. Yeah. Have a healthy communication with your employer. I think that's very important. What yeah. do you think? How about you, Rachel? Rachel? <laughs> like a true victim of uh, being abused by, by, by companies. What? Working late at night. Oh, never happened, is it? Okay. <laughs> so, this is one of those rare lawyers who have never suffered doing overtime. <laughs> I am no comment. I am not confirming nor denying that. So basically, it is true that in our profession is more trying. Yeah. Uh, I'm not gonna say that other profession don't have trying areas. That I can't say much because I don't know what they do. But yeah. I also heard that people like auditors, accountants, they do burn them in night oil too. But it is more of the profession that we subscribe to rather than the hours that we put in money for money worth. Yeah. Our aim as a professional is usually for us to gain as much knowledge when we are younger. Naturally, if you are a pupil or a fresh LA, you probably take six hours to draft a SOC. 
Yeah. But a lot of a senior partner like Melissa will take two hours to do it. So <laughs> it comes with practice. It comes with experience. Yeah. And the more, the faster that you are, the more that you learn, the faster that you learn, then you spend less time at it. So our job, uh, it's a professional-based job, is very different from manual laborers. People are just doing, uh, pulling in hours for uh, maximum productivity. Yeah. So they are the one who would like an overtime, an extra payment if they were coming on the weekends. But it will not apply to people like us, unfortunately. Yeah, um, Rachel, you spoke about productivity. Mm. Um, you know, how, how can a company get rid of overtime? Like, you know, um, company definitely they want their uh, employees to be able to complete, complete their tasks within the normal working hours. So what are the tips that you would give to employers or perhaps companies? to, you know, uh, boost up the productivity at workplace? Uh, that is very different. I have so many ideas, honestly speaking. Normally, people who actually want to boost uh, is actually a lot to do with culture. Yeah. The culture that you instill. Um, what sort of uh, work culture that you want in your company does make a difference in other productivity. The always, I always, like Melissa La put up positive Spread positivity. Yeah. <laughs> in, yeah, yeah, because I'm just looking at your particularly this sign. <laughs> Be positive in a negative situation. Correct. So basically, culture, the, how you instill a culture in a company makes a difference in your productivity. And also, a lot of positive um, feedback to your employee instead of using negative words, right? Positive tones actually sets difference in their productivity level. A lot of time they say that productivity is a psychology thing. So the more happier employee, the better your productivity is. I'm not talking about vast difference, but there will be a, a, a significant enough for you to, to see the quality of work that comes out from it. From an unhappy LA or to a very fulfilled LA, you know the difference of their, the work is different. It, it will have a vast difference. So yeah, yeah. it's actually how the company would uh, think. I mean, there are many methods, you know, uh, positive uh, reinforcement, all that. The word positive is usually the key. Yes. Uh, mm -hmm. the, but how you do it is depending on what the company needs. Yeah. Um, Richard, just one last question. Like, um, you know, how how can companies monitor their overtime? Like, um, if an employee is required to do overtime, how can they monitor like the conduct of employees during that whole time period? I know your worry is because sometimes they were just like yeah. uh, dragging their feet yeah. and then, then you will need to just apply for overtime but they actually just waiting for their husband yeah. or, or spouse to come and pick them up. It happens yeah. very common. So you need to set a policy around overtime. If it's something that you can monitor in terms of or a, a product, uh, an outcome that you can monitor, you tell them that look, I'm gonna get you do. I'll let you do overtime, but I want to see this much of uh, outcome from your overtime. So if you are doing overtime and you still can't deliver the numbers, then something is wrong somewhere. Okay. But of course, it's not a, a immediate uh, evaluation. You should probably take a look at the whole thing within a month. So you say that you're doing overtime every day. How come your productivity is so low? And yeah. that happened before. We did an evaluation only a month after we decided that this employee was just put right in the field while yeah. doing overtime. We're just claiming overtime for the sake of claiming overtime. So it takes a while to figure it out. But you must have a policy around it. 
Yeah. Thanks, Rachel, for another fantastic podcast. And I believe um, everyone now will have a better understanding of how the whole over time works in the company. And thank you, Rachel. I will see you in the next one. Thank you.